This show has been hosted and brought to you by Jumbled Radio Online. You can listen to the show and a variety of other shows on demand on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Just search up Jumbled Radio Online on the respective website and you should be able to find it. There may be some harsh language and exploratory themes in the coming cast. Now, off to your host. Welcome to another episode of Oats Overanalyzing Things. I'm your host, Julian Arahana. This podcast is hosted and brought to you by Jumbled Radio Online. You can now listen to Jumbo Radio Online on Podbean as it's now my new podcasting hosting service. You can still find it on YouTube, you can find it on Spotify, hopefully on iTunes pretty soon. Still yet to figure that out. So last week's episode was super misleading when I said, or the first three episodes were super misleading when I said that you could listen to it on SoundCloud. Because SoundCloud, man, that boy is expensive. So today we are going to be overanalyzing essentially my reaction to the book an absolutely remarkable thing written by hank green but we're going to take it a step further because i didn't read the book i listened to it on audio and we're going to be we're going to be talking about uh hank green's writing and kristen c's narrating as well as hank green's narrating so yeah that's going to be fun should be good there will be spoilers because i just need to talk about certain things that happened that affected me and how i interpret it I would suggest you go listen to the book. Uh, the audio is really good. Kristen C. does a great job, like a brilliant job in portraying the characters that Hank wrote. Definitely felt like those characters were real because audiobooks and like putting another form into it kind of just kind of adds another layer of like confusion in my brain specifically. Um, the way that I would explain the story, uh, it's... It's a, it's a book about mystical it's a book about a mystical alien named Carl who causes the world to have weird occurrences such as the same dream like everyone has the same dream worldwide um, the main character April May she's a regular 23 year old graphic designer out of college she stumbles upon the Carl one night and makes a simple YouTube channel YouTube video with her friend Andy and it turns out that this video would literally go viral makes her one of the biggest most popular people on earth um she gets caught up in the popularity and it's it's a good book in exploring the effects of popularity and being internet famous as well as dealing with an intergalactic problem for your world like you know it's it's it has a lot of base it's based off of reality that most kids are facing nowadays with the strive to be popular and why we want to get famous on youtube or social media etc as well as having really interesting story bits not even bits the whole story is interesting with carl and how carl interacts with them so it does teach you things it's a very good book that's my uh my dumb explanation of what the book is you should read it listen to it whatever you want if you don't want this um, podcast to spoil you i will give you up until three minutes 30 which is about 20 seconds or so away before i start my actual analysis um it's gonna be spoiler heavy and the way that we're gonna run this is i will read the paragraph that i wrote and i will kind of question myself and see if i still believe what i wrote or add any points to what I wrote or any other thoughts to what I wrote. So that's the podcast format. Paragraph, you know, verbal processing, and then next paragraph for more verbal processing until we reach the end of my little document. 
2,363 words. Let us get into it. Okay, so it took me until like chapter five to realize that I was listening to a Hank Green book uh, and not a John Green book. I was definitely supposed to listen to Turtles all the way down first, but I chose an absolutely remarkable thing because the name was just basic enough to intrigue me as well as the subconscious thought and the want to buy and read the book because I've been watching a lot of Hank Green vlogs at the time. I still am watching a lot of Hank Green vlogs. Um, I kind of wanted a hard copy. I mean, actually, I kind of do want a hard copy now just to have. Um, it's also important to note that I listened to the book and didn't read it traditionally, as mentioned at the beginning. Um, I experienced stories better through listening, hence why I love the podcast and how I, why I made a podcast. So yeah, just the general feeling of the book. Really stupid how I didn't realize it was a Hank Green book and not a John Green book. You know, John is the writer between the two. This was Hank's debut novel, and I wanted to get into the book because there was a lot of um, coverage and a lot of content about that in Hank's channel. So that's why I got it on uh, Audible. Um, I listen, like Audible is such a good platform. I hope they sponsor me at some point. But Audible was very good for me because I take a lot of bus rides. And I like listening to podcasts when I walk or if I'm just by myself. I like to put something on. I listen to a lot of YouTube podcasts. Um, and audiobooks are just like the next step for me to have some sort of content thought. Because I'm not the type of person to sit down in silence. Um, I always like to feel like I'm doing something or I'm taking something in, which inherently could be a problem. But, you know, for now, that's just how I deal with it. Okay, cool. Next. I, I don't know how to, how to end that. Um, how to end that last point. That was just, that was just it. Uh, the story is interesting as April May is a piece of shit. Uh, she's the chosen one of the world, yet she has a big ego that she judges. Sorry. She is the chosen one for the world, yet she has a big ego that she judges other people from having or for having. Right better. Um, she has a loving girlfriend or had a loving girlfriend uh, but and couldn't swallow and accept the fact that having emotions is a normal thing and it's okay to be vulnerable, especially to your loved ones. Um, yeah, April May is a very complex character, as most stories would have their uh, MC to be. MC meaning main character in my vocabulary. Um... She's very relatable in terms of how you protect yourself and and judge other people for doing certain things that you actually do. Um, I struggle with that personally. That's why I related to April May really hard is that I try to be the perfect kid or the perfect friend or the perfect whatever, which I know is not the right thing to do. And I judge people heavily for little mistakes that happen. And I'm, I am getting better about that. I'm getting better about, you know, letting someone pass on a mistake or letting someone pass on something that that they would do that I haven't yet because I normally get mad at people who make mistakes that I don't make mistakes on, right? And I want to be more empathetic and more sympathetic or I'm mixing the two words. I want to be more forgiving when they make a mistake that um, I haven't made yet, you know? Because it'll probably be a mistake that I will make in the future and like the anti-hypocrite that I don't want to be in my head like I don't want to be a hypocrite even though it's it's impossible like you will be a hypocrite at some points I want to you know be forgiving to those people first so that maybe in the future if karma rolls around I will be met with someone who's just as forgiving hopefully 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 um next paragraph even amidst her bullshit yeah I freaking love the character uh, she was just enough of a piece of shit and a well-meaning person, as well as an egotistical big head blown up by fame, that she felt like 
sort of like a warning for a lot of people in real life. Uh, we live in an age where society or social media praises their content creators like relatable gods. The word relatable is incredibly dangerous because that makes people feel like they know the social media star, even though the social media star has complicated problems as they are, you know, humans. If Hank didn't somehow translate the pressure he felt as an individual who was held highly amongst the internet communities, then he's just the greatest and most imaginative writer of all time. But there is a lot of doubt because as much as a, as a really good writer that he is, there is no doubt that he would have taken uh, his experiences and molded it into the character of April May, or April May would have taken some bits of his experience in order to create the character of April May, who is, you know, struggling, I guess, or not having the easiest time on dealing with the most niche experience of becoming popular, as well as being the first person or the only person to be friends with Carl. <coughs> Excuse me. I hope I remember to edit that. 841. Uh, I love the name Carl for the robot alien who visited Earth. Uh, if you can't tell, I sided with the dreamers for sure. Uh, Carl was a mysterious and not... Carl was mysterious and not as scary as the eyes of April told us. So in my head, listening to April's uh, opinion, not scary at all. Uh, Carl plays an important... Uh, sorry. Yes. Cool, next. Uh, but Carl plays an important role in an idea I think Hank wanted us to think about while reading the book. As a critique on society, the creation of the Defenders and the Dreamers basically creates a divide in which politics and the general life has put us. The mechanical failure of our brains to understand and empathize with another side that disagrees with us is a problem which we are yet to even solve today. Carl, a space alien sent to Earth without our knowledge, will clearly cause fear and terror. The divide is normal, it happens, as we are all complex individuals who will have differing opinions and differing degrees of belief about our opinions. I think that just means some people will uh, have a, a larger feeling, or have more feeling about something than others. Some people are more intense than others, I think that's what I was trying to say there. Uh, but what, what Hank wants us to consider is how the media can not only be used for good, but for greed and destruction, even by the side we choose to stay on. Jennifer, goddammit, Jennifer, what a good character. Jennifer, who is the agent for April, is revealed to be working for April and Peter Petrowicki. Again, guys, if you're 10 minutes into this cast and, like, missed the three-minute mark where I said spoilers were here, that's a huge spoiler. So, you're in for the ride now. Uh, her job was to create and divide... Sorry. Her job was to create a divide in order to get views and in order to maintain interest in order to gain profit. Our greed as a society is not exempt to the evil, as even April falls to the greed and multiple as he, what the fuck am I writing? As even April falls to the greed and multiple and multiple times. She falls to the greed and multiple times. Uh and April can also be argued to be the bad guy. Uh our insatiable need for drama debate problems and association with a side is ultimately the downfall that leads people into extremist actions killing and destroying innocent lives so i think what hank does really well in the book is to picture or portray the defenders to be sort of evil i guess um uh, the, I think the effect of the audiobook is, plays a lot stronger when I'm analyzing this point because when I'm listening to April talk, I analyze what she's saying and I'm like, hey, 
that's not right. Some things that she says isn't right, like, you know, how she treats Maya and stuff like that. Um, but even her opinion on the Defenders isn't right because those people are just scared people and Peter Petrowicki and Jennifer, the agent, were both smart enough to capitalize on profit on, on the alien, you know, creating this, like, interest, creating a divide that creates discussion uh, that brings, like, that basically what's the word it basically takes advantage of like said said algorithms on social media so like if you are a defender you'll get a lot of posts on instagram that are supporting the defender thing and you get to interact with other people who agree with you or you can also tear down all of the dreamers and vice versa like the dreamers could just as well be evil if i had the fear of an unknown alien place on earth like if i really would not know where i would side if i hear that carl's popped up everywhere in the world today like if there was an alien today and there were two sides i would probably be at the defender's side because i would be like yo let's take a precaution but i you know would still try to understand if we're being assholes like 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 politics is crazy because you vote for, you stay for one side and most people don't listen to politics or don't take enough time to learn about politics where picking a side is just easier than learning and that you know causes debate and blah 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 forcing people to sorry i hate how i just said blah 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 that's not good analysis um it causes people to just be uninformed with their vote and be uninformed with what they're doing like i appreciate my friends right now because they're all from different uh voting perspectives and i hear all the sides and i like go through them in order to understand what i'm voting for and whatnot i mean I'm, i also do take time myself when i do vote in new zealand but listening to their opinions listening to how they think kind of like opens my mind to hearing what would be the other side like if i was in the states i don't think a lot of this discussion between said Democrats and Republicans would ha would happen um, because there there's like a lot of media pressure to be on a side and to join a discussion and it's said discussion as well that that um, that like the media craves right now because if you're on Facebook Twitter Instagram whatever or especially on YouTube if you're getting views because you're creating a discussion and like inciting outrage this the system w wouldn't read the words and say that this is a bad video the system would just so would just show that oh people are interacting with this video let's show more people because it's something popular that people should like also the idea of popularity uh is crazy to me um i'll get into that some other time uh, i think that's what i mostly got from that paragraph so not bad uh we suck if we can't consider the other side. We suck if we demonize and brut brutalize the ones that do not follow our ideals and beliefs. We cannot call ourselves the better side if we allow people to physically attack and harm other people. We do not see eye to eye with. I see no difference in people egging a Nazi draped in Nazi symbols and paraphernalia to a gay man getting egged while draped in a rainbow and gay-associated paraphernalia. These two individuals were both attacked. Both could have been provoking the other side with words and shouting. While both may not have this had someone calmly speaking to them and to stop talking and asking them to stop talking, excuse me. Uh, obviously, I heavily disagree with the Nazi individual's right to tell people how to live their life and speak of racism. Uh, but I do not condone people for physically attacking them. We are not the better side if we resort to violence and graffiti to human beings. 
Uh, if we truly are the better side, we show that hateful person love and prove to them that their beliefs are wrong or misleading and people can be good no matter what race or sexuality it is, whatever BS people are diving to nowadays. Um, this is extremism in the shallowest degree. We can end up doing harmful and hurtful things if we are the side with the power and intense hate. We shouldn't let it get there. And I say we, and I say we, as in we who want to live in a world with multiple opinions, we want to accept other people's differences even though we heavily disagree with them, or even disagree with them to a frustrating point. We do not hurt others around us. Um, yes, I do believe in what I said in that paragraph, and that makes sense. Um, again, that was just coming off of differing opinions and how we should consider a peaceful outcome first before, you know, doing shit like that. Uh, the thing I was super disappointed about was, okay, the Nazi man and on the street, because there was a, there was a viral video a couple months ago or the month while I was, um, partaking of this book, the story, um, of people praising someone for egging a Nazi, um, like egg boy in australia as well he's a different person completely different person but i don't think that's the right thing to do like it gets views yes and it like makes us feel like we're one-upping the people that suck and like don't understand how to treat other human people that aren't of the same race or mentality but I don't think physical harm or violence is the way to do it, right? Because we'll see Egg Boy, like, um, egg that politician, and it'll only stir both sides up. Like, both sides will want to continue to support um, the, the, politi the racist politician and vote for him because he's being oppressed and being attacked, and people are going to, you know, want to keep egg boy like on a pedestal like it's not the way to do it if we want to actually change something because it just creates further divide like yes there are people that you can't change their opinion on and yes i do believe in myself that there are people that shouldn't be leading a country if they have specific um if they have specific beliefs against certain races like if you're running a country you have to accept that immigration is now a huge part of the world. And because we're such a connected world, people are flying all over the place and, you know, changing lives and changing countries. Even before that, even before social media and shit like that, it was just happening anyway. And to want to kick out or prevent a certain race is, is what... Okay, sorry, let me rephrase that. What's frustrating about wanting to kick out or take away a certain race because they believe they own the land is that there were people on this land before them right like there's me who was i would say like third string in terms of who has the right to this land because I'm, I'm a citizen so like i do believe i have some sort of right to live here there's me who's like third string there's these uh older white politician men who have lived here and their families have lived here as well and then there's the maori population who essentially found the island first right and if we are going you know with the idea of we were here first the Maori people were here first so if we were going with that idea the Maori people should be making the laws should be making everything else if we were supposed to run like that but we don't we're running with we're gonna put the most uh i would say adept is not the word the most skilled people 
to run the government. We're going to put them because they're going to be fair to everyone. If that is what we're doing, then it doesn't matter how long you've been here. As long as you have the right to be here and you're proven to help and like be okay to live here, then it should be fine. Where am I going? This is nothing near to what the book is. Um, but it does actually, actually, no, this is what the book made me think. This is what the book made me think. It made me think about the divides that we have on earth and how it's stupid to have these divides, especially if we all essentially have the same goal of just wanting to live our own lives without, you know, speaking to other people. Um, I would also just want to put out that these are all just my opinions, you know? You can heavily disagree with my opinion, and it's fine. We can have a discussion about it, but it's fine. Um, I will not tolerate you if you're just going to come at me with, like, slurs or just calling me stupid or whatever. Tell, Give me reasons, you know? Let's put it in a good paragraph. Let's put it in a good thing without feeling too emotionally attached to it. Because at the end of the day, if you really disagree with my opinion, you would just not listen at the end of the day, if you really are frustrated by me and, you know, hate how I'm expressing these opinions, you would just not engage, right? Like, it's so much better for you and essentially me. I'm also telling myself this, like, I've been trying to learn this as well, is that if I'm not liking something, right, if it's an opinion or whatnot on Twitter, of all fucking places on Twitter, there's no point in me tweeting them because there's no way they're going to engage with me. Right, so many accounts. I I've used to um, I used to question people and like start discussion, but no one would like want that discussion. No one takes the time for the discussion. Meaning, a lot of people just want to hate and move on. Right, let's not hate and move on. Like if you're legitimate about wanting to change, you would sit down and discuss. And obviously, Twitter is stupid because you're not gonna reply to everyone that tweets you. You're not gonna reply to a message that starts with fuck you etc you know it's just it's crazy for me to keep wanting to 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 like change their opinion when i know it's just words on a text and they're gonna see it as an attack so there's no point there's no point if you see something's dumb on the internet it's not closed-minded of you to like mute them and move on especially if it's like a one-sided no conversation type thing or if you know that this person that you hate or don't like isn't going to have a conversation with you it's fine to mute it because you know whatever they're saying is not productive and you know whatever they're saying is not from a good place because i understand i i kind of understand to the point where people are afraid of immigrants and people taking their jobs etc because you know what about the people who lived here before what about them they don't have a chance but there's so many factors into that like there's the immigrants the immigrant could potentially be more skilled and it couldn't be like it could be the fault of the schooling system or whatever for not creating the skills that way or it's just a purely racist thing moving on god damn what a what a what a what's the word oh my god what a tangent uh wow i do just delve into racism pretty hard here's the next paragraph uh, a point was brought up with a friend. In New Zealand, it isn't a secret that people are racist at the Pacifica population. Whether you're Maori, Samoan, or from the Cook Islands, Tonga, Tongan, or any other island that I missed, people always stereotype them into one group. People make assumptions on their wealth, their way of living, and their support, their supposed habits. 
And don't get me wrong, I understand the systematic oppression causing them to create defense mechanisms and beliefs that that's that fuck i can't read uh and don't get me wrong i understand the systematic oppression causing them to create defense mechanisms and beliefs that will be explained in later paragraphs that has led them to feeling this way um what what way are they feeling you didn't write that down oh this is oh this is the paragraph about pacific people being doubly racist against white people uh but they are no better than actual racists who are always assumed to be white. A friend of mine brought up a point where an individual of Pacific descent, uh, suppression of identity of race here is to protect the individual and prevent public ridicule. Uh, so this person has spoken of jokes or said jokes against white people and their beliefs for their suppression and hatred of their privilege. Um, to be Pacific, to be that Pacific, to be that person who does not accept that there are good white people around are just as bad as the white people who believe that there are no good Pacifica. Also, if I'm wrong in using the term Pacifica to kind of get every country into Pacific, sorry, the island Pacific, correct me. I would like to know so I can change that. Uh, the cause of this belief is now thrown out as both have just gotten to a hatred for each other that both do not want to grow out of. People will be on the side. People will side on either side Fucking, I hate my writing. People will side on either side claiming that racism with the Treaty of Waitangi and just the general hate for white people, especially in the mention of the word racist, comes into play. But both individuals just should not and cannot claim to be the better side if they do not have the very least understand if they do not at the very least understand where the other side is coming from. So yes, there is a situation where a friend um, spoke to me about another friend. So a white friend spoke to me about a Pacific friend. God, okay. So, friend A, the white friend. Friend B, the Pacific friend. I, I don't like using these terms because I don't know if it's racist or not. Correct me. If I'm wrong in the comments, I'll change it. Um, so, friend A said, hey, friend B is doing a lot of racist jokes against white people. Um, and, you know, they keep saying, like, they're oppressed and whatnot, which is fair enough. But they don't want to change their opinion on other white people. Like, they, they just hate white people and you know friend a is not the type of friend a isn't a racist friend a has stereotypes and thoughts about other people but not a racist like they understand that the way that they understand what i just said in terms of like the amount of racism and stereotype stereotyping that happens in these communities against the pacifica against islanders etc um which is understanding um but the jokes and the thoughts and whatnot are starting to be a little misguided in a way where where almost everything starts to become the fault of the white person rather than like an actual fault like they will come to the defense of the pacific person even if the pacific person was at fault and put the blame on systematic oppression which is which is like to a degree correct and i'm not the person to be like making a judgment call on this because who am i i'm just a dude sitting in my room recording a thing about a book about aliens and i'm talking about racism and whatnot um what do you call it like like again i don't see a difference between say like a tongan person hating a white person because that white person has stereotypes that the tongan person has believed because of culture or versus that white person who is racist towards Tongans because they have stereotype belief in that 
of their culture. Like, they're both wrong because they both don't want to consider how the other person lives and they don't want to create a discussion on learning more about people. It's just easier to stick to a belief and carry on with it rather than saying, I'm going to take the time and talk to these people and see what's up so I can figure that out. Because most of the time, it only takes one person to change your opinion on an entire race. You know, if you meet one, like for Filipinos example, as an example, like I'm not the biggest fan of my culture and I'm not the biggest fan of my people, but I do know that it's not everyone, right? Everyone doesn't suck. There are obviously good fellows and bad fellows out there just like how there are good people and bad people out there like i do have a negative stereotype in my thing but i try to block that down and push it back when i'm meeting someone new i have to judge the person for who they are rather than oh you're filipino you're a piece of shit because that's not right that's dumb because that person wasn't given a chance to show who they are you know i'll judge them if they're a piece of shit person and you know piece of shit person in definition of what i feel like is a piece of shit person and then that's 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 what i would think is fair because i would rather people judge me for like my shittiness or if i'm good in their eyes or whatever than not wanting to be friends with me just because i was filipino you know it's that type of thing um and it's not worth me trying to be friends with a person who doesn't like filipinos and won't make the time to like talk to me that's just not that's not a friendship worth it's worth that is not a friendship that is worth worth it goddamn moving on uh all this thought stemming from the book is gripping story in april surely be a good person okay yeah so these thoughts these racist stuff and whatnot is just kind of encapsulated in the defenders versus dreamers um i think it's pretty cool for hank to change or present because like the dynamic is the same for when two groups disagree with each other right and if it's like a politics thing or a race thing it's it's a lot of emotions and whatnot and like the only place where i've seen it be fine is in sports or competitions where we know it's a competition and not like life you know um the good way to do it about they, the good way they go about it in sports is then they respect the team at the end of the day and they move on with their lives at the end of the day like i can definitely hate a golden state warrior fan definitely like i am allowed to hate them i'm allowed to hate the team because they're successful right but i understand they're a very good team like there's no doubt that they're good i mean they won three out of the five titles they went to the finals for they're a good team but at the end of the day i'm gonna walk away being like okay cool that's a team those are people who work hard like of course it's not, and it's also not going to matter what my opinion is because they're going to make more money than me and live a different life. And I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to live my life like it's different. I respect them. There's no question that I respect them. I just, you know, don't like how the thunder are crap now. Especially with the West, the Westbrook trade. I'm salty about that. That'll be a different thing. Moving on with the book. Next paragraph. Uh, Kristen C. I have to applaud because number one, her voice is freaking dope. It made me feel like I was listening to a peer. I'm 22 at the time of uh, recording this podcast. Uh, she made she made April feel human, and it made the personal feel of the novel shine through like someone was telling me a story instead of me having to read it. 
Uh, obviously, because of my failure to read like a normal person, I tend to ingest stories like this in audiobook form as I like to have my mind fully gripped onto the story. I tend to get lazy when I read and I tend to miss important facts and or yawn a ton while reading a story. Even even a story that's interesting to me, I end up like yawning and being lazy and whatnot. Uh, with audiobooks, I listen to while traveling. I'm involved in it. My mind is constantly engaged. I want to focus on the stories and the scenes and like picture that in my head. Um, I don't necessarily have faces when I associate uh, characters like, you know, for April, Andy, Maya, Robin, and Miranda. Like, I have a vague visual of what they look like. They don't have a specific face. Like, I'm not going to put an actor to the face or I can't quite do that. But I, but I get their demeanor. I get how their body language would be like, how they're tall, how they would react with each other. Excuse me. Um... I see how they act, how they would present themselves, and how they would feel. But, you know, again, I don't have the specific face of the person. Um, yeah, I just want to say having the voice is much more important to me, I guess, when I'm reading a book or hearing a story. Uh, and, I don't know, I'm an English major, but reading, reading has never been the greatest way for me to ingest stories. Like, for example, I was studying a book called Oh, what's that book called? It had a main character named Okonkwo in it. School General. Uh, this book was a dope book. What's it called? Things Fall Apart. I think that's the book. Things Fall Apart. Um, I We were tasked to read it for the class and I just ended up listening to it and it's it, it, ended up, it ended up being the book that I liked the most and I engaged the most because while listening to it I can think of what else could happen I can think of how I feel about the character and I don't have to like stop my place in reading to take it in I just hear it and I can transfer that uh, those words and that sound into thoughts that can carry on into analyzing the book um, yeah no god Kristen C's performance in this book, in this audiobook, so good. It just made the characters feel so real to me. It was dope. Same, same with Things Fall Apart in that that voice actor. I haven't come across a bad uh, narrator yet. I might. We'll see. Um, I think the reason. Okay, next paragraph. I think the reason why I like April so much is because of the person that I am. Because I am personally heavy flawed. Uh, there are things that I'm very ashamed of doing and have not told a single soul of doing. There are actions I want to take back and do over because I've learned that I can do better now. There are selfish desires I want to pursue knowing it's harmful to others, but I you know, want to look out for me. Harmful in a way of like, it disadvantages them. Not It doesn't like hurt them, or at least in my head. I'm saying it doesn't hurt them, but it might. Um, but ultimately, I want to be loved like April does. She wants a love that accepts her flaws and forgives her flaws. She wants to be forgiven as she cannot forgive herself. She wants a love that is unending and doesn't require her to give back and be vulnerable with. With this, I too want the same, but I differ from her because I want to give love said. I want to give said love back. Um, I'm just afraid of rejection and wanting to give the same love. She, in hindsight, learns and understands that her past is fucked and she's fucked. Uh, she knows that she should be better, and I just want that in my life. Really? Did I? What did I want? What? Oh, she knows that she should be better, and I know that I want to be better. 
Um, I want people to hear me when they get to know me, to understand the good that I am, and not just for the bad that I was or will be. I don't mean to harm, but I also am not perfect. I'll fuck up, I'll be selfish, and I'll definitely perfect, protect myself from looking like the asshole who messed up. But like April, I take those moments when I'm a piece of shit and just sulk and, and scold myself in it. Um, I think the moments I didn't realize and haven't even realized that I was a piece of shit and I just wanted to be forgiven for it. Uh, forgiveness is something I want to practice and give out because it's something that I, that I really want in a relationship, even amongst like a partner or with friends. Uh, I've done some things that people will see as something normal or even not a problem at all, but there are people out there who will see that as probably the worst thing that I've ever done in my life and like probably harms them in some way. Uh, I hate it when I can't forgive because it makes me aware of how much I want to be forgiven and the actions I've committed and they never seem forgivable. So yes, April May as a character, um, like everyone, just wants and doesn't really want to give. Like there's there's a level of everyone in this world who just where you just want so bad or we're giving everything that we want to like get people to give it back to us. And I think that's what I liked about April. Like she couldn't. Um, she couldn't talk to Maya because she was afraid Maya would leave her, which is correct in her mind because she feels like if she accepts that she's a piece of shit, it will make Maya see that she's a piece of shit, you know? And in not talking about it, Maya is like Maya is supposedly being tricked into just staying in the relationship with April where in reality April not talking about it and not trying to go through the problems with Maya just caused Maya to leave which is such a good like a, what a good dynamic in terms of storytelling and not in real life like it's, that's not that's not a dynamic I want to have but like in terms of like making up April and like putting that as another complicated part of her life that she just she actually cares about but you know doesn't pursue as well um yeah that just brings upon like the general basis of wanting people to like you uh and essentially my only thought on that is that the people who do like you will like you even if you have these flaws um whether or not you accept them they were friends with you they're talking to you and they're around you for a reason you know and I do feel that it enhances relationships with people if you are able to accept this flaw and talk about it and have that uh, outside person you're afraid of uh, shaming or making ashamed of you help that let them help you get past these flaws that you don't like. And obviously there's some flaws that we can change, but I'm saying these are for the things that we can change, like the, the, way, the way we act. Like, for example, I... I, when I when someone does something wrong to me, I always expect them to be the one to apologize first instead of me saying, hey, no, that wasn't cool. Um, see, that's me stopping them from helping me and helping this relationship grow into something better. And again, I say relationships in like a friendship or like my brothers and my sister or my parents or whatever. Like me staying quiet and like suffering and moving on with it doesn't make me a good person because it's harming me. You know, it's it's messing me up, right? So me being more open to like changing our dynamic and changing and open sorry, opening up our eyes into these problems and to fix them so much better than me running away from it and not doing anything. Cause in, in hindsight it'll just probably um if I'm get okay, 
personal story. Um, it this 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 happened to me recently actually, where I was super selfish and wanting to keep a friendship, even though if I knew I was being hurt in the friendship, even though if I knew I was you know wanting to keep my presence of looking good and being like the good person, right? I was too caught up in playing the character or playing the ideal that I want to be as the good person, the nice guy, the the always there for you in a situation, right? Like the person that will always be by your side, etc. Like I wanted because that's what I'm known for or that's what people tell me that I'm known for and I hate that I know that. Um so, you know, it made me stick with a friendship that that I knew was already dead, right? We would go to hangouts and go out and do stuff that in my in the situation I would dread and hate because I just wasn't having fun. Right? And obviously it took time for me to figure out before I was like not having fun. Like all it was a gradual decline from specific things that happened, but it was my fault essentially for not setting boundaries, for not not speaking up about how I'm not having fun anymore to give that person the opportunity to change and i do believe i was in the wrong but they're also in the wrong so don't don't get that twisted there was both both sides fucked up and i was the one who just say i'm not too down for this anymore um it's that 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 lack of communication is what i believe failed that friendship and ultimately caused me to make a selfish act that was good for me but also harmful for you know both parties because you know i it's not like i want to casually drop friends or make a bold you know declaration of hey i don't want to hang out anymore it's yeah it's messy and if i was able to communicate earlier that i wasn't having fun and that we could have done more things where i was having fun then it probably would have been either a good friendship that carried on and changed and grew or an easier separation of friends to move on to the people that actually want to be around us and the people that we actually have fun with, you know? So, yeah, dude, this book made me write a lot, apparently. <laughs> uh, okay, next paragraph. Uh, so maybe this podcast will turn into a messy rant about a book I listened to. Holy shit, it did. And completed in the span of two weeks. Maybe, maybe it, maybe what? My writing, I need to edit these before I, like, get into a podcast maybe this podcast is where i open up and want people to know that to know that or maybe i want to know that people feel the same way oh okay so yeah so using the podcast as a means to express my thoughts and find the people who think the same as me uh maybe this podcast meant to be an outlet for the 7th of may 2019 as i struggle with a mental block that had me wanting to cry but not understanding why all I know is that an absolutely remarkable thing is an absolutely remarkable book, audiobook, story, and thought, and and a and a thought-provoking pile of words that has made an impact in my life. This has been my first draft of my personal and raw feelings about the book. I'll add to it as I please, which I did not since I wrote that. Um, and yeah, that's that should have been the outro, but there's one more paragraph. Um, another point to add the Carl Jung bit. Oh my God. Okay. This one is interesting for me. Uh, let me read the paragraph first. Actually, sorry. Let me go back to that first, that last, the previous paragraph that I just read. So yeah, the book had a lot of, um, impact on me. Um, I was in a rut when I first wrote this. 
uh, this draft because I did tear my ACL around that time and I was still trying to figure out what to do with my life. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what to do with my life. My next couple months of the year is kind of up in the air at the moment and I am very worried. In the record, at the time of recording, your boy is stressed, like eye twitching stress. I know I get stressed when my eye starts to twitch and I can't look at a screen for too long. And it's not because of the screen thing, because I've been looking at screens for the past couple weeks. No stress whatsoever, no eye twitching. This is an eye twitch stress. So, yeah, this book made me think a lot about different things um, and like made me figure out things about myself, which is what's nice when you look at a story. It's good to be able to apply some of the things in a story into real life. And some stories don't need that. Some stories you just have to, some stories can just be entertaining. But this one was nice in terms of how I can introspect with what happened in the book to me. Um, not gonna lie, there's not a lot of spoilers that have come up. It's just like a lot of just feeling. But this is another one. This is another spoiler, I think. It definitely is. Um, final paragraph. Here we go. Another point to add to the Carl Jung bit is that both him and Freud. Did I even mention Carl Jung in this podcast at all? I didn't. So my basic idea when I was listening to the book and like my actual over analysis to the point was that Carl, right? Carl was named Carl because Hank is super interested in psychology and he's done episodes in his uh, educational channels about psychology. And because Carl's alien power was to put everyone in the same dream, it just seemed too close. It seemed way too close to Carl Jung, who was like, known in the psychological world to be talking about social archetypes and the subconscious and dreams and and whatnot okay now i can read the paragraph uh, another point to add to the carl Jung bit is that both him and freud focused on dreams as it would be the means of understanding the waking self our unconscious was supposedly the goal to reach and understand the conscious of our waking selves this was with the use of analyzing understanding dreams so it is important to note that the use of carl in the book and the way that the, the dream like the dream in the book was used to understand and inspect humans to inspect i gotta read that again sorry so it is important to note that the use of carl in the book and the way that the dream was used in the book is to understand and inspect humans this could have been one of the inspirations for hank in order to name the alien carl carl young and freud also are famous for presenting the archetypes of individuals but in a way that is a but in a way that is a bit of stretch to assume that the archetypes the green wanted to play in terms of politics and archetypes and whatever so theory my theory into why carl is named carl is because carl young wanted us to understand ourselves or was trying to understand our human brains through the subconscious through sleep through the deeper things that aren't actively like presented in our minds and in our thoughts hence why i also think that oh my god blank 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 head blank head hence why i also think that the dream was a concept in the book, right? Because the dream was used by Carl's people, the aliens that brought Carl to Earth to understand humans. So they used the dream to see how humans would work in the dream, in the subconscious world, as well as outside, right? Seeing if the subconscious would affect the outside in a way. So maybe that's a reveal that I probably would not, it's probably not a reveal. You're overanalyzing things. This is the whole premise of the show. Um, but it's an interesting thing to think about in terms of Hank Green and his presentation of stuff in the real world and his creation of the dream and Carl in the book. That 
has been the podcast. That's all I've written, and that's all I think I want to say about the book and how it's made me feel. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a 46-minute-plus podcast. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening to me rant. I know this was kind of a weird topic discussion cast because I'm not really in the place to... Like, obviously, I'm never going to be in the horal my ground, the moral high ground in terms of, you know, things. Like, obviously, I'm going to see myself as a good person. Obviously, I'm going to defend myself as a good person. But if you have differing opinions and want to discuss because I want to discuss and learn more about people and how they think, I'm more than welcome to go in the YouTube comments of this video. Message me if you're a friend. Or if you have my contact details, uh, you can also, like, I guess, talk to me on Twitter. I don't like using Twitter to, to talk and whatnot. I just, like, use it because a lot of the content creators that I follow use Twitter to update video stuff. So that's about it. That's, that's, that's as much as I use it for. Um, yeah, that's it. My name has been Julian Arahana. You have been listening to Overanalyzing Thing, or in short, OATS. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, hopefully iTunes in a little bit. I'm just still trying to figure that out. Uh, like the video on YouTube. Listen to the other casts on YouTube. If you have any suggestions of what you want me to discuss, talk about, uh, any forms of content you want me to, to watch and overanalyze, I'd be more than happy to take part and do whatever. Um... Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed Oats. I will see you again next time with another show of an episode of something, okay? Thank you so much again. Have a good day. Have a good night. Thank you so much for listening.